0: hello hello Jacob how are you <laughs> good how are you man? <laughs> I'm doing great um uh we're back we're back <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> Um I miss, it. I miss yeah me. I mean we 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 have we have been um I think the last time we talked we have through a lot as a country mm. um And something great happened to you on a personal (laughs) level. Uh, That's right. Yeah. um, But, you know, we have actually had a really uh, uh, fast pace of just how things have turned out. Right. And I felt that in this episode, um, uh, as we, I think some of the themes that we have been discussing, but I think, kind of our philosophy is something we share um, mm-hmm. um, you know when we, when we talk about the Baha'i faith and it's something that I really treasure as well I mean the, the message that's been been sent across it speaks to today mm-hmm. and how we as a society have to approach um, what's going on now and potential how to come up with a sustainable mm. solution that um, involves everyone mm. in this space. So uh, I, I mean we have a range of issues I mean what I think what actually got things really um, out of control was the passing away uh, the passing away of George Floyd um uh, it was May 25th, if I'm not wrong. It was May 25th, but about about almost less than a month ago, half a month ago. Mm-hmm. And that instigated a lot of riots and protests across the United States as well as around the world. Mm-hmm. And based on what I've been talking about in this channel, I think in this podcast, I think it would um, be interesting for us to see through the light of the Baha'i faith and how they approach situations like this. I think one thing you sent to me the uh oh, you sent me, you sent me a very interesting uh, um, uh, excerpt that came from a letter of the the Universal House of Justice, the head of global, I'm the body of the Bahá'í. Mm-hmm. This was from January 2019, mm-hmm. right? Right. Um, and I'll just, I'll just like to read a little bit of it. I think it was really, it was really insightful on how we think about this. Is that, is that okay? Oh, sure. Yeah, I think. So what you said was certain shared ethical principles. So this is from an excerpt from a letter from the Universal House of Justice, the head of global administrative body of the Baha'is from January 2019. And he said, and he raised as this, certain, certain shared ethical principles, which seem to be in the, the accident at the start of this century are eroded threatening the, pre- the prevailing consensus about right and wrong that in various arenas had succeeded in holding humanity's basest tendencies in check. And the will to, to engage in interna- international collective action, which 20 years ago represented a powerful strain of thinking among world leaders, has been called assault by resurgent forces of racism, nationalism, and um, fascism. Thus, the forces of disintegration regroup and gain uh, to regroup and gain ground. So be it. The Unification of humanity is unstoppable by any human force. The promises made by the prophets of all and by the author of the cause of God Himself testify to this truth. Yet, the cost humanity takes to achieve its destiny may very well be um, tortuous. The tumult. Tumult raised by the condemning people of the earth threatens to down to drown out the voices of those noble-minded souls in every society who calls for an end to conflict and struggle. As long as that call goes unheeded, there is no need to doubt the world's current state of disorder and confusion will worsen, possibly with cat- catastrophic consequences, until a chastened humanity sees fit to take another. Significant step, perhaps this time decisive towards enduring peace. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'll just end at that. I mean, I didn't do great service, but I think I'm really it that well. But I think it speaks a lot, right? And right. I, I think I'll just give a floor to you because I mean, you kind of have a deeper understanding of of how this work, how your faith uh, has been communicating this message from the very beginning. If you mm-hmm. can just share that. I think it would be great for our listeners to be able to learn more about how the Baha'i approaches situations like this. Oh, sure,
1: I can I can try. <laughs> um, and I thought you read it just fine. Oh, <laughs> I was like, oh. yeah, no. well I I mean, so this was I guess about a, a year and a half ago this letter mm-hmm. was written. And so, you know. Uh, i think it's partly an acknowledgement that you know these forces of of racism nationalism and factionalism have been you know at work for a long time right like it's not it's not new um what we're experiencing even in these most recent months is not new mm-hmm. um, and uh it's just uh maybe becoming more uh known by people who haven't wanted to know about it or you know um and 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 I think it's interesting in that first paragraph it acknowledges like 20 years ago it wasn't that uncommon there was a strong way of thinking among world leaders to think about international collective action (laughs) <laughs> that that there's something about cooperation among nations that would be beneficial to the whole world like it, it, now it feels like that's kind of a, a rarity or less common or less widely accepted but it, it was gaining ground um, so I, I don't know I thought that was an interesting thing to help us acknowledge historically it wasn't that unheard of, it was a little bit more widely accepted and taken for granted that that, you know, international collective action was strong, a strong thing to work towards. But, um, but, you know, I think history uh, goes in cycles a bit, and uh, swings back and forth a little as we're hopefully learning in the long run. Um, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I, I don't want to talk too much myself because you know I'm I'm obviously a, well I, I I benefit from <laughs> the the social <laughs> forces at work and uh, I you know uh, I want to be cautious about what I what I say in that regard. I, I would rather give voice to to those who may don't may not always have the, the opportunity to be heard um, yes. so uh, I mean there is so much to, to pull apart in the in the paragraphs that you read
0: yeah. Um, but yeah exactly. yeah exactly I mean I think one thing I'm concerned about is you know the and um, this the, the the there's been a way that I mean because I think one thing I would like to share was, you know, I, mm. my experience as an African is different from an African-American experience. Mm. Um, and maybe I shared this with you earlier, and maybe you know, mm. kind of the audience will understand is, mm. I think there, there's a variation of experiences mm. within the black community, and you know the i mean there's just uh, top tier. some people that grew up in affluent neighborhoods that face some degree of racism mm. and it goes right to the bottom mm. uh and I'm not saying bottom because at the bottom is just based on how the social construct is mm. i mean that came from um really on the self communities that see uh more of uh, um an aggravated form of 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 uh, injustices that um it's commonplace mm-hmm. where they grow where they grow up in, mm-hmm. and so even within I mean, there's this common say that oh, talk to a black friend and stuff. But you know, you can get completely two different answers mm. um, if you talk to two different people, and depending on how diverse your black exp- your black exposure is, mm. you can limit or expand your understanding mm. of the of the the situation at hand so mm-hmm. that i think even within african uh, the black community there's variation some people will mm-hmm. say i don't see much of a, of of uh of of you know some challenges that have to be yes though i mean that there's there's some that might the dangerous inherit um mm-hmm disparities in terms of treatment and just uh, how people are being valued. At the mm-hmm. same time, the degree to which they might have faced it is completely, might not be in the same, degree, might not be in the same rate or degree of mm-hmm. uh, frequency. So, um, so I it, think it it's a very interesting conundrum because thinking mm-hmm. about it in some regard is how do we, within that diversity of the people of the community that's afflicted, Mm. How can we find a common language that doesn't limit people's personal experiences? Mm. At the same time, is how can we find things that are common between us, uh, the black community versus other races that they can share that we're able to have a common language to talk about with different races? Mm. Because I, I do think that in the long term, even though this might have, and this probably is a you know brown versus, brown and black experience mm. Mm. there has to be some form of communication with the other races to be able to get mm. you can't kind of understand the, the 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 pain or the frustration such mm. that there can be a collective bargain on how to address the issue mm. Mm. um so i do i do get the some of this is some of the pain is real some of the people that have lost their their loved ones is real. Mm-hmm. and I do get this this emotional reaction that comes to me, which is a, I, I, it's something that I will never try to make it as rational as possible. I think mm-hmm. that's something that is based on how um, the, the family is grappling with that. At the same time, I think um, there has to be a way that the communication has to be shared and the pain has to be shared. Mm. Um, for us, we really, come up with uh, a collective solution. Um, so, I—I I, I mean, I, one of the things that maybe it's not—I mean, this. I think this is the most extensive protest I've witnessed coming in America, okay. mm-hmm. and this has been ongoing for almost three weeks. It's almost making a month now. Right. Uh, I think since the May 20, since May 25th or 26th. So, I mean, next week will be a month from now mm-hmm. that this is, this the project. And we've seen really significant, um, support from different groups, the Asian, the Asian groups that are coming on board, the white, some Caucasian, most Caucasians, I think, and beyond are actually coming out here to listen and to talk and to find a way that they can mm. share, um, share resources, but also kind of be the listener to hear and understand that. But one thing that I also think is having finding a way to find, find a way to, for people to uh, the other races and communities to really understand mm-hmm. uh, the pain. And it, may, it can be anecdotes, it can be analogies, but a shared communication language mm-hmm. can be a very good way to solve the systemic problem. And mm-hmm. so I mean, that's just my take on it. And I think, um, uh, and I know you said you have, I mean, we can go back. I think one way to look at this is also look at history. And Mm. I know um, you probably have uh, had some readings of Martin Luther King. And Mm. and I just want, if you wish to share that, um, Mm. feel comfortable to share based on what you learned from Martin Luther King or what he wrote or... Mm. um, on your take on this on this movement, yeah well, I mean it, thanks for for
1: sharing what you did. I think that's so that's such an interesting point too about like the the diversity of ideas and perspectives that are out there and the different uh, experiences that have been had um, and your emphasis on communication i i think is so right on i think it makes me consider too how like the 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 people who have been championing you know social justice for decades you know like the people who've already dedicated most of their lives towards this like mm-hmm. long before it became part of like recent media um, but who have who have been sacrificing their lives already I think it 's interesting to to particularly listen to what they 're saying based on you know so much so much experience mm-hmm. and I think part of what i what i uh, might be observing um is is they're they they 've Ah, I I don't want to oversimplify anything or or just, uh, you know, uh, make too broad of strokes. But, Mm. you know, I I imagine that people who've been fighting for social justice who have experienced a lot of pain in many different ways, even from people with good intentions Mm. um, and specifically from other white people who for various reasons might want to help, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and I guess the reason I'm saying, bringing that up is like, even the good intentions that privileged white people have can be painful Mm -hmm. (laughs) and harm, harm the social justice efforts Mm -hmm. and, uh, perpetuate the, the very racism that we're trying to, uh, you know, uh, understand and root out. And so um, I I think that's something to consider is like, there's a lot of uh, hurt that has been been happening for for a long time, too. Mm -hmm. Because, because people who are white don't experience uh, racism, (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh, the same way they're, they're, uh, they're unintentionally and unconsciously perpetuating acts of racism or, 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 you know, even if it's unintentional, it can still very much hurt, or it can uh, uh, follow the same patterns of, you know, inequality and, and imbalance and using it to make the white people feel okay about themselves, because at least they're doing something, you know, like there can be so many different factors involved with that. So I think, I think that's something that's so important for, for white people to to think about um, and to be careful. And that's why I think there is so much emphasis on listening and reading and learning first, uh, maybe even by yourself for a while, yeah. <laughs> uh, not necessarily using your podium as a white person to, to speak over people who, first of all, have much more experience than you, uh, in social justice, or as a person who's suffered racist acts and racist systems their entire life, so yeah.
0: exactly. And so, I mean, you. I think one thing that um, I, I took out of this, what you're trying to say, was um, sometimes you no know, good intentions might actually. Uh, um, perpetuate the cause of the problem mm. and in, yeah, I mean kind of, no, not to repeat what you said but mm. it, it actually can amplify the situation in some regards and so kind of maybe kind of summarizing the solution itself is not key, it's how do we have an engagement mm. um, Solution mm-hmm. is a byproduct of that, but it should not be the only solution. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's kind of the same trend we've been talking about in other issues. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, how we talk about the education program we did, how we mm-hmm. talk about, um uh, it by high feed. It's just like, there's this engagement piece that is the hardest part, but it's just easy to buy. I mean, it's so hard that we just want to come up with a quick fix. Yes. Um, and you know s- suggest that if we just apply this we don't need to really care about what is really important which is like going deep down and finding the root causes of these problems mm-hmm. and which sometimes it's not it's, I mean the people are not they don't have bad intention It just how can we just get this over with? You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right, right, right. You know, how, how can we bypass this? Yes, you guys need police reform. Yes, let's police reform. Maybe that's the key. Right, okay. right, 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 right. Am I am I getting am am I getting what you're you have in mind? I I think so. I mean, I I
1: do wish I had the solution. I do wish I had <laughs> yes. the answers. Um, uh, yeah, but but I think there is, uh, well there, there, there might be a lot of wisdom in, in understanding that, like, yes, we want to take immediate constructive action. Um, we, we should take immediate constructive react, uh, action. Mm -hmm. Uh, but we don't necessarily know what will be effective or unifying or transformative. Um, and so it, it does matter that we act like, absolutely. And I, 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 very much need to continue uh finding new avenues of action for myself as well um i, I um but i'm i'm also thinking that uh that like like we're like we're even saying racism mm-hmm. didn't come out of nowhere exactly <laughs> it's a long history a long complex history mm-hmm. uh that you know If people ever did think it was gone like that, that's (laughs) that's ignoring like just the nature of history, like uh, like the the new Jim Crow is such an incredible book that highlights how slavery has exists today. It's just changed form, you know, like, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. This was way That's, back, twenty fifteen, twenty
1: sixteen.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, wow, and we, yeah. you saw the future. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: the the authors saw the future and and saw the present and the past, and it's just such a remarkable book. Yeah, and uh, and you know, like, yeah, like that would be another great thing to to study together. But um, I I think, yeah, like. it's not going to be quickly resolved, unfortunately. And even in the quote that we read, you know, it says like the course that humanity takes to achieve its destiny of, of being a, you know, uh, a unified human body, uh, it very well may be torturous. It, 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 It might be catastrophic in its consequences because disorder and confusion are worsening and you know as long as people are denying the oneness of humanity we're going to experience the results of that denial which mm-hmm. are p- violent and and people suffer and um and so that's why it's such a decisive time mm-hmm. for i would argue for centuries now it's a decisive time to work towards an enduring peace that that has to do with unifying humanity. And those are big words that aren't easy to to necessarily put into practice, but it does seem to have to do with the relationships that we build in our everyday lives and seeking out understanding from people who have different experiences in the world (laughs) and really, and and knowing what that suffering looks like.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is so good um it's, it's' uh when you uh, i guess with, with how you've explained it is um um it's just elo- eloquently um, eloquently put because um i mean the time and time again is the solution is simple but the application is just mm. mm. it just i mean just um it's like night and day on how we can make this happen mm. and yeah, and, and I think, I mean, just going, going like, I mean, just, I mean, for me, how we can, uh, kind of close this because I think, you mm. just, you require like, the solution is not, something that will come easy. Mm. Um, I think I was what is yesterday? I think two days ago someone also was shot again by the police. Like, the, this incident will happen again and again, unfortunately, and we hope it doesn't happen. I pray it doesn't happen. Right. But as you said, you know, solutions to solve has to be ingrained in how the cause of the problem came about. Mm. It has to be, you know, my brother told me that if mm. you want to solve this problem, you, you, you have to think of like having a degree. <laughs> you, have to mm. work. you have to work day in, day out. Right. In a way that, you know, it's not just like one assignment. This is like, right. This is something that you have to put in the work for a long period of time. Right. Um, and it's hard. It's hard. Mm. But I think thinking from that perspective is like, how can you make this degree? accessible to everyone, mm. affordable. Mm. And the language that the professor is doing his degree is in the same language mm. that everybody will understand. Um make this make this degree or this program um you know interesting enough for people to see shared common interest. Mm. That is what taking the program to begin with. Mm. Mm. Um no, so that, I mean, because in addition to people like us, I mean, you and I, we share some common values mm. and common way of thinking of solutions or just approach to how we think of of addressing systemic problems. But there's a huge, there's, there are millions of people in the U.S. that have a different mindset, different philosophy. Mm. And if we can bring them on the table some way or some fraction, maybe one third of them, it can make a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think just thinking of just like a program or like a degree program is how do we make this program accessible to everyone? Same language so that people can understand it, but also make them to find it interesting enough to feel like this has half a piece of have an interest and also have a stake, right? in this that will add value I mean as purely as purely as business it wouldn't be an economic value to this mm. um, for me and I think that's where rushing to a solution you might just say oh let's hire more black people mm. or oh, let's hire a new chief police officer that's black but the underlying causes might not be have, might, might have not been addressed right that it's just a figurehead solution, but right the systemic change is is too required. Okay. So so what do you think? So I think solutions is not the key, it's the process, right? Mm, mm. Yeah, and I think you're good with processes. Right. <laughs> I mean think of I mean through the education program you did in your grad program, I mm. think you have you have some ideas of how processes can be better or how processes Mm -hmm. can be more effective, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Do you want to share a little bit? <laughs> i can try i can try no i love what
1: you're saying about about uh thinking thinking of this as like a, an essential degree that people that everyone gets <laughs> to yeah. develop this this language and insight and knowledge um i think that's an awesome idea
0: yes um by the way i guess maxwell is my brother he's not my when i that's a great <laughs> one. So nice, well, nice. That's awesome. <laughs> nice.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so so um yeah, I I mean I I think that that's that's awesome. I mean, going back to some of the themes that we've already talked about in different different podcasts already mm-hmm. what or different episodes was that um you know, uh, uh we, you know may, maybe trying to take an example and, and I, I think it would be excellent to you know we need uh uh more black people in every role uh, mm-hmm. in in every organization like absolutely like i no doubt about it but if that was the only action taken we would i think find a really unfortunate situation too where Uh, kind of like you said, a figurehead status, and Mm -hmm. it it wouldn't be a systemic shift necessarily. Um, um, I mean, we might even say that about, uh, you know, electing an African-American president, you Mm -hmm. know. Uh, It's not to, I'm not saying that to belittle any individual or anything that's happened, Uh, Mm -hmm. not to say that there's no change or growth or impact from that, but the systems, like we're all participating in systems like if if we're if if we just um have so so and I'm, I'm having a hard time kind of putting it to words no your point your point is you
0: know, coming across We you just need some uh, some uh, um I, I think you are getting there, are getting yeah, there. yeah
1: yeah I, I i think i think this might help so so like if we have an organization like this hypothetical organization and we yeah. uh if, if like, say it's historically been racist, but mm-hmm. we put in an entirely new senior leadership into it. Yeah. If you don't change the policies, if you don't change the relationships throughout the entire organization, yeah. the environment, the, the culture, the all sorts of unseen things, yeah. uh, it, it doesn't matter who the leadership is because they'll also end up participating in that racist system and structure that existed before. You know, exactly. um, uh, and that's again not to say that we don't need, uh, you know, great good people uh, from all cultures in every organization. I think that that diversity is absolutely essential, but right. it, it to treat it as the
0: solution would be uh, a limitation in that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. I agree with you, and I think it's it speaks to how. I um, so I think what encourages me about about what's going on now is that people are questioning every facet of mm-hmm. how we think of of society mm-hmm. in relations to just how we view ourselves as individuals. Yes. And I mean, from a business standpoint, I mean, one of the things we've seen is, oh, we need to invest in Black founders, invest in entrepreneurs, and allocate more capital for Black entrepreneurs. But I I completely agree with you. I think that is, I mean, one where's the money coming from? It's still mm-hmm. coming from people mm-hmm. at the very top. Um, the system to which businesses are being run have to go through all these policies. That is still based on the old system. So you can allocate as much money you want, and which is great. And I and it's something that I really really excited for. But if yeah. there's no way that we look at what makes a black business not to be as successful as maybe um, as it should be from his, from an ultimate point of view, I think that would be much more getting to the root causes mm. and just putting more money um, yes. at the back end of that. So, right. um, so I think just to, to kind of close this episode, because I think I want to end on, on a and on positive note, yeah. I think, um, uh, something that um, um, we can think about. I mean, if you want to share, is there any um, Baha'u reading that shows some optimistic approach to how we think of race and unity and humanity as, as something that it's promising. Like we ha- we can make this work. It's possible for us to get to a point where um, we can embrace these conflicts, wrestle with it, and be able to come out on the other side much more stronger, better, and and uh, prosperous.
1: Yeah. Let me see. Well, um, there there are a lot of potential writings. I'm thinking like maybe it's uh partly just cuz it's more fresh in my mind right now but um sure. reading reading some of martin luther king jr and trying yep. to think of the things that he was speaking about and experiencing as well um uh and 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 you know like i wouldn't just equate like our current uh, our contemporary situation as identical to you know fifty years ago either uh yeah. surely things are are different and maybe in some ways even worse because it 's so yeah. hard to to see the systemic racism um it 's yeah. not as obvious as the time of segregation, um, mm-hmm. although I think it 's increasingly becoming more obvious but yeah. um, uh, i i think I think something that struck me uh from his approach uh which isn't to say other approaches are good or bad (laughs) i don't want to imply that by quoting this but um he 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 talked about um sorry i'm trying to find the quote
0: no sure take time
1: yeah um well on on one side he he talked about the fierce urgency of now and how important it is to take action. Um yeah. I love that phrase. Um the fierce urgency of now that this is this isn't a now kind of thing. It's not let me wait until some other time. But he he does talk about how um that he 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 wanted to integrate uh love into everything that he was doing (laughs) yeah and and that it it was um so important that the end the actions taken to get to the end of peace should Mm -hmm. resemble peace itself
0: wow uh,
1: that that's not necessarily a quote, but that's, that's what I understand part of what he was saying, right? So yes. at the same time, though, those people who maybe aren't uh, taking what we would call a peaceful approach, I wouldn't want to just d- d- discount what's going on either. I think we need to ask ourselves, well, why are people angry and feeling violent and taking that kind of action? I think mm-hmm. it's not enough to just dismiss it but rather to understand why this is happening. Like the more we understand why and see that other human beings are feeling that this is what they have to do, <laughs> we need to understand why. And and to me that again has to do with the conversation on our own reflection and critical thinking and self examination, so that we're not just dehumanizing people more and more because we're making some sort of moral judgment about other people. We we need to understand why things are happening, uh and why people are taking certain actions. But also uh think about the 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 means to building a peaceful world probably needing to resemble that in the long run as well.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I think uh I think that's a very good way to end because mm-hmm. why why things are happening why are people taking decision actions and why we need to create the peace that is necessary in the world? I think those are, mm. it's a very good why, mm. Mm. We need, why we need to have this conversation. Um, and man, bro, thanks. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank um, you. Yeah, we, 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 we uh, I think this is a, this was insightful. I think this hopefully being shared with the world will help. Uh, and 19 people of how we how both of us think about this and also how people should be thinking about it, trying to get to the root causes of why this is happening. Mm. And hopefully, I know sometimes people are now jaded by this. It has been almost mm. getting to a month. so. Mm. But we do encourage that we should not deter away from the main cause, which is the why. Yes. So that um, we really get to the root causes of this and hopefully... There's a beginning of a much unified and collective United States of America, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. United. United. It's United. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Do you know there's a reason why it was called United? It was not called that's right. You <laughs> know it was not just called United States of America. It was called. <laughs> now I sound like a politician. The <laughs> no, that's great. That's great. <laughs> so many thanks 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 uh, hope our listeners enjoyed this episode and we look forward to having you in our upcoming episodes we're grateful for you guys i know uh we have been out for a couple of weeks but hopefully we um we're excited to to have uh have you with us as we continue this journey with this podcast so thank you ben thank you jacob uh, thanks our listeners i hope you enjoyed this episode okay see you guys in the next episode Thanks.